And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Cody Rourke. Good morning, Cody. Hope you had a great Christmas. Thank you, Jim. I hope you and yours had a good one as well. It was a fun time. Spent a little bit of time there in Grand Junction and had to make the trek back. And uh, when I made the trek back, I got to rifle when the news hit that we're going to talk about. So I was like, oh, my gosh, what wild day we had. Yeah, exactly. That uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, fired by the Broncos on Monday. And I think a lot of us thought that, that he would at least survive the season. But from what we saw on Sunday, you know, fifty-one to fourteen woodshedding on national TV with with you know Nance and Romo there calling it in their ugly Christmas sweaters, the ugly situation with uh, Brett Rippon and Dalton Reisner, Randy Gregory, and what happened in the handshake line with the the punches that were exchanged, and now Gregory will not be suspended, but he's going to have to pay a fifty thousand dollar fine. All those things. Just kind of put into motion what was probably what, what was already going to happen anyway in a couple of weeks, which is the firing of Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I'd say everything that you just mentioned combined with the entire season, uh, you know, as uh, Greg Penner said, the full body of work led to this kind of moving forward. And because the NFL has changed some of their rules, you know, Denver, if they were to make a move this week, in which they did, they now have the opportunity to get a jump on their head coaching search. I mean, they can begin interviewing candidates. I don't think any interviews will happen this week, maybe at the end of next week, or maybe the the real process is going to kick off starting once the season officially concludes. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, Jim, you and I have talked so many times on the show. For Nathaniel Hackett, like I said, I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed getting to talk to him, getting to know him. I think he had some good philosophies, but they just could not get those philosophies to transition onto the on-field product. And Denver is in a position where they simply just didn't have time to wait for that. And to the point where the offense was at a historic low, I think everything just kind of got summarized as, you know, well, Hackett was part of the problem. I still think people need to understand Russell Wilson is also a big part of the problem as well. My Life Sports Radio is Cody Rourke joining us today on the Team Sports Network. Right now, if if you were ranking candidates, who would be one, two, and three for you? Would would it be Sean Payton number one? Is Sean Payton realistic for this team? Considering draft capital, players are going to have to be traded New Orleans to make that happen. What what what's your thoughts on that right now, Cody? Yeah, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I'm not entirely sure. How the order may go, I can just tell you from what I know, the team is interested in Dan Quinn. He'll be a candidate they want to interview. And I think the often-leaked conversation there with Dan Quinn is that if he is the guy, more than likely the plan would be that Brian Schottenheimer, who's worked with Russell Wilson, would be the offensive coordinator. But, you know, just at the press conference yesterday, I got the vibe that the Broncos aren't really factoring in, like, okay, the next head coach we're going to hire is going to be to fix Russell Wilson. I don't think that was the case, the vibe at all. So for me, I mean, I think there's a real legitimate situation here, Jim, where the next Broncos head coach, you know, uh, Penner said he's going to have unlimited resources at his disposal, whoever it is. If that coach does not want to work with Russell Wilson, I think Denver will find a way to move on. Um, so I think that Dan Quinn's an option. I got to see who they look to interview. There's, you know, right now it's, they're going to cast a wide net. Sean Payton, though, I don't think is realistic, Jim, because of Vic Fangio. Vic is going to be his defensive coordinator yeah. if he gets a job, and he's more than likely not going to return to Denver. 
Miley Sports Radio's Cody Rourke with us. What was it? Gunther Cunningham did go back to Kansas City after he got fired as head coach. He was a DC. So I mean, it has happened. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think it's uh, it's unlikely that Vic Fangio, who's you know been talking with Sean Payton, looks like he will be part of Payton's staff wherever that might be. That understandably so, Vic's going to have some reluctance, you know, to, to come back to Denver, uh, where his only head coaching opportunity came to such a uh, dreadful end. And so, what about a guy like Jim Harbaugh, who the Vikings interviewed last year, and Harbaugh's stock has obviously gone back up with now back-to-back college football playoff appearances with Michigan. Would it would a Jim Harbaugh check the boxes of a coach that they talked about yesterday looking for a guy that's going to oversee the entire football team, not just one particular aspect of of the Broncos? Would Harbaugh make some sense for this for this team? I, I do think right now, I think that's the sleeper. I think that is a real legitimate option that Denver will probably express interest in. The bigger question is. Will Harbaugh want to make the jump back into the NFL considering how things ended with him last time when he was in the NFL? I think another part of it for me is Harbaugh's the type of guy who really likes to have control. And as we found out, Penner said the next head coach will report directly to him, which is kind of the standard in today's NFL. The reason that didn't happen this past year with Nathaniel Hackett and Greg Penner is because ownership wasn't firmly in place when he was hired. So that dynamic there, the familiarity between, you know, uh, Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton was there. They'll still collaborate, though. So for me, if Harbaugh is a serious option, I think that it kind of puts a little bit of writing on the wall. You know, does he take over kind of that Bill Belichick style of role? And you don't really need a GM in Denver. I think that is something to keep an eye on. Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke with us. Make sure you check out his work at Mile High Sports website. Also, hear him uh, weekday afternoons on Mile High Sports Radio. So with Greg Penner being, you know, it's going to be different than the last search where George Payton, it was really kind of George Payton's baby when, when he hired Nathaniel Hackett. He, you know, there was 10 candidates. He interviewed nine of them in person that he was kind of the guy that, that drove the bus. Now it's going to be Greg Penner. It's going to be his wife, Carrie, that's going to be involved in that process. Rob Walton, the principal owner, and Condoleezza Rice, who has football experience, most notably college football playoff selection committee on her resume and George Payton will be involved in that process, but, but, but Cody, it's going to look a whole lot different than last time out, where Greg Pinner is definitely grabbing the bull by the horns here, and he's definitely the one driving the bus in this coaching search. Yeah, and I think this is what Broncos fans have wanted ever since you know Mr. B stepped away due to his health-related issues with Alzheimer's. The ownership presence and actually having someone who's firmly in control and. Is there, and I'll tell you this, you know, I have had conversations with people, and they say, you know, when, when Greg Penner is, you know, at practice or he's walking around, like people, they stand up a little straighter, they sit up and things like that. So that presence there is huge because I think the biggest question for all of us, Jim, you know, we were like, okay, how, how is this ownership group going to do when it comes to some of these tough football-related decisions? So far, I will say I think Greg Penner is really kind of firmly – put his fingerprints all over the Denver Broncos, the way he's running it. He mentioned something yesterday that, you know, he, he wants to find solutions and that he's really impatient with that. Some people may misread that and say, okay, well, if he's impatient, it means he's just going to make impulsive decisions. It means that he wants to find solutions right away. That is how I took his comments yesterday. And I think that's a good thing for Broncos fans. And, look, I'd say the one thing that, you know, maybe Broncos fans are waking up this morning finding a little bit of solace 
is the fact that he has acknowledged that how, how important the fan base is to him as the owner of the football team, as the guy who's going to be controlling the day-to-day. He said, I apologize to everybody in Broncos country. And I think that's a huge thing because, Jim, here's the reality of the situation. None of us, I don't think there's one person in the world that knew that this Broncos season would be as disastrous as it has been. This has been one of the worst seasons in franchise history, considering, and it's crazy considering the, the talent, the expectations that they've had. This was truly a, I'd say, an anomaly of a year. Do you have the feeling Greg Pinter is going to be more Pat Bowlin-like, or could this turn into, oh, God forbid, I don't think he's that kind of guy, a, a Dan Snyder kind of situation where you have it, an owner that really has his you know claws into everything but doesn't really know what he's doing. I, I do get the sense from Greg Pinner, it's he's he's a guy that obviously has had tremendous success in business, a guy that's going to sit back, evaluate to a point, and I don't think make hasty, irrational decisions. I just, I, I'm, I'm maybe as, as a Broncos fan here, more than just as a, a broadcaster, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he is more Pat Bolin-like in terms of being more thoughtful, measured in how he approaches owning this football team. Uh, I, I think that's probably going to be the case, what you mentioned in terms of that measured approach, because here's what I can tell you. There's a, you know, there's been elements, right? You know, the Broncos have had a lot of injuries and things like that. Um, I, Penner has gone around. He's talked to players. He's talked to, you know, he went to the NFL offices. He disclosed he and Kerry went to the NFL offices to meet with Dr. Sills. And he looks into things because he wants to find solutions to fix some of the big problem areas. So he does have a measured approach. I think Damani Leach is actually a very, very important um, voice as well for him. Now, when it comes to this head coaching search, there's one other thing I want to throw out there. You mentioned, obviously, the ownership group is going to be involved, Condoleezza Rice. Do not be surprised if Peyton Manning is somehow on the search committee, you know, in, in the hiring process. He's not going to make the decision, but they value his input. They value his perspective on the game of football, and, they, and he knows good coaching. And so I think that he may sit in on the interview process with certain things. I would not be shocked if that's the case. And that leads me to another question, because Buckeye and myself, we had a big debate about this last hour about Peyton Manning, because there are those in Broncos country that feel it's imperative that Peyton Manning be hired by the Broncos to do something and do it now. And my thought is, number one, it's got to be a, a well-crafted role for him. What is responsibilities? Does Peyton, number one, does Peyton even want to be involved at this point in time with, with Omaha Productions, Manning cast? He's got so many things going on commercials that he does he seems like he's having a really good time and and that maybe being involved in running a football operation is not what he wants to do right now i i I just think yes whatever involvement that might be i think it's only a plus for this franchise but let's let's you know pump the brakes a little bit on peyton manning coming back and being the savior of this (laughs) of this organization from a front office standpoint Give, give me your thoughts on that yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I think Peyton really enjoys what he's doing with his production company right now. It's very fruitful for him and his family. He's having a lot of fun doing it. Um, I don't believe that he's going to ever step into a front office role. I think it could be like another 10 years before we ever see something like that for Peyton. Um, I think he just really wants to have everything figured out. He's enjoying this next chapter of his life at the media side, you know, obviously coaching his kids' football team and – He's going to be, I think, you know, more so I think the appropriate term could be, uh, you know, um, someone who's a consultant from time to time. That's all I think that his role will be. He, he cares about the Broncos organization. 
Um, and, and for, you know, a guy like Greg Penner you know, and this ownership group who, you know, not all of them outside of Condoleezza Rice, they don't know a lot about football in and of itself. They value Peyton Manning's opinion because Peyton Manning was around when Pat Bowen was around as well. And so they can re- they can lean on that perspective. But, yeah, I don't think that Peyton will really be involved in a key front office role where he's going to come back and change everything for the Broncos. I just think he's going to be a consultant at some, you know, some points in time, which I think is a great thing because you're not putting him in any role. You're getting his insight. You're getting his thoughts on certain things because if there's anyone who does research, it is Peyton Manning. One final thing, Cody. Firing Hackett, two games left to go in the season. I think number the, the plus is two things. It sends a message to Broncos country that the Penner Walton group's serious about getting this thing fixed and also gives them time in terms of the coaching search. Is it a negative thing, though, in terms of a one and done situation with a with a head coach that you, you only gave him you know, a little bit less than a, than a full season? to get things turned around does it send a message to other coaches or, or is that something that's so that's overhyped that they they look at it it's it's what the situation was the circumstances could be different they know that's the risk going in and that doesn't bother most most coaching candidates that Hackett wasn't given a full season yeah I think with the, I think the major kind of talking point on that is is because the ownership group was not in place when Hackett was hired so they didn't really have any allegiance to him and Based on how things were going, they made the decision to move on. Now I think you have to you have to provide some you know affirmation to this next coach. I think whoever it is, you know, Jim, I think the Broncos have to fully commit to this next coach. If they struggle massively and win, let's say two games next season, you can't just fire him because if you're firing coaches every single year, the organization will never ever get back on track, which is something you don't want to have happen. Um, so I think that's going to have to be something that we monitor in this hiring process here is does Denver's destination look as appealing because of the fact that Hackett was hired after one year? And I'm also sure there's going to be some, probably some coaching candidates that do reach out to Hackett to kind of ask what, you know, what's the landscape in Denver? What the heck is going on there? I guarantee you that'll be an element that'll be up for discussion. Well, if you're at Dove Valley, see Ben Steele. Tell him we said hi. I will. I know he just take he's taking over as the offensive line coach for Butch Berry, and uh, you know hopefully he can do a better job than Butch did. Uh, I hope so too. Hey, Cody, always appreciate.